0: We're building our whole life on Jesus. Come on, you may be thankful today for it is by grace you've been saved through faith. What's going on, everybody? How you doing tonight? Everybody good? Dude, that song. Give it like back in high school. This sounds really weird, but back in high school, before football games, like me and a bunch of friends would go into our uh, wrestling room and turn off all the lights and just like blare music, and that just like I don't know why that took me back there for a minute. So I, I love that intro video. Um, I know Preston asked this, but how many new people do we have tonight? How many new people? Could you raise your hand? Awesome, awesome. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, I, I want you to do me a quick favor though take a good look around and I want you to ask yourself this question. Where on earth is there a better chance for you to find your significant other on a Thursday night than right here? So I don't know how you got here. I don't know your motivations for being here, but you have wound up in the right place. So you are in the right place. Um, I am so excited to get to share tonight. Um, I'm so excited to get to share tonight about in this series called His. I didn't think I was that funny. God, man. (laughs) No, I'm so excited tonight to get to share in this series called His. Um, And honestly, when we were like setting out and when we were like talking about what um, we wanted to do in young adults to start the year off, like what a better thing to do like, what, what is more appropriate than to just take the very first series and focus on Him? Like, what is more appropriate than to just set our eyes on Jesus? We could literally take the next 52 weeks of the year, the next 52 Thursdays, and what all we could do is do this series, His, and it would be the most incredible series that we've done all, like, in the history of Red Rocks Church, and so... It is an honor for me to get to preach in this series and talk to you tonight about just a little bit about some thoughts I've had and some prayers I've had about what what I can contribute to this series. But before we kind of jump in, I wanted to talk about something. Um, I I think this series is extremely important, but one thing that I've really been kind of thinking about is is focus. Um, One thing that I've just kind of learned as I've grown, as I've grown, good grief, grown, as I've grown, um, one thing I've learned as I've grown is that focus determines a lot um, when it comes to destination. What you focus on determines a lot about your destination. Like, just try to drive and stare at your phone the entire time. No, don't do that. Um, but no, focus determines the destination. And so tonight, I know a lot of us have an opportunity to come in here and to come into this building and focus on problems. We have a a big opportunity to come in and focus on things that might be frustrating. We have an opportunity to focus on things that might be holding us back. And if we focus on our problems while we're sitting in here, there is a huge chance that we can encounter and be in the presence of an incredible God, but walk out of this room and be the same as before we came in. But I honestly believe, that if we can lift our heads and lift our eyes and we can focus on Jesus, if just for a night, if just for the next couple of hours we can focus in on Jesus, I honestly believe we have the ability, he has the ability when we encounter him to walk out of this room and be changed forever. And so tonight, all I want to do, my only goal, my only goal for the night In the next three and a half hours that Jess has given me to preach to you guys. You think I'm kidding. (laughs) No. Um, But just for the next couple minutes, this is all I want to do. I'm I'm putting it all out there for you guys. All I want to do is just take a step back. I just want to take a step back. And I want to be in awe of our God. That's it. That's it. That's all that's on the agenda. That's all that's on the docket for tonight, okay? We're going to step back. We're going to fix our focus on Jesus. We're going to gaze upon Jesus. We're going to not fix our eyes on the things that might be happening in our life right now, but we're just going to come into God's presence. We're going to fix our eyes on God, and we're just going to take a step back, not seek his hand. We're going to seek his face, and we're just going to stand in awe of who God is. That's it. That's what we're doing tonight. And so before we jump in, would you pray with me? Jesus, we thank you and we love you so much. God, we believe that tonight, if we can fix our eyes on you, everything that we need is taken care of. In you, everything exists. In you, everything finds its purpose. And God, I pray tonight that if somebody comes in here who is sick, that you would be their healer. God, I pray that tonight you would lift the head of the weary, that you would heal the heart of the broken. God, I pray tonight you would be someone's all in all, that they would find in you, Jesus, all fulfillment, that they would find in you, Jesus, everything that their heart has been looking for, that we're not mincing words, that it is you and you alone, Jesus, that are the savior of a soul and are the purpose to life. And so tonight, our one cry, our one desire is to lift, you up higher and higher and higher and you say that when you are lifted up you draw people to yourself and so God I pray that tonight we exalt you and we get out of the way and we just stand in awe of how worthy you are it is in Jesus name that we pray amen amen all right guys I got a question for you tonight and I need some crowd participation all right we are 26 days into the new year and 26 days is the perfect amount of time to have dropped every single resolution you had planned on doing for the entire year. But I want to know, is there anybody that has been faithful in these 26 days to the resolution that you've made? Can I see your hand? Faithful. Oh, congratulations. I was expecting like two people. I even had a little joke for two people, but dude, you guys are killing it. See, I love the new year. I love the new year. I am a new year kind of guy. I love the idea of new. I love the idea of new vision. I love the idea of new goals. I love the idea of new. I love new jeans. I love new boots. I love new. I love new. And with the new year comes a lot of people's resolutions is to get in shape. And if I'm just going to be honest with y'all, if I'm going to be real with y'all, I have a problem with new. Because in these, ne- in these 26 days that have, have taken place, I have participated in about eight to nine different workout programs. I am like a workout-aholic, but not in a way where I do it so much I can't get enough. It's like I get bored of something like really quick. And so in the past 26 days, for real, this is what I have given my fitness over to. I have started P90X. Then I started Insanity. Then I was like, oh, that's a little too crazy. I started yoga. Okay? <laughs> Then I was like, no, I'm not from Boulder. I wanna do, uh, I'm gonna be, I'll do some bodybuilding. And then I, I was kinda like, no, I don't wanna look like Arnold, man. I'll do some orange theory. But then I was like, N- no, that, that involves running. And then I thought about running, but <laughs> let's just be real, I'm about that life. Like, I ain't gonna run. Um, but, but, but different workouts. Like, I am just all about the new workout. I need the new workout, the new perfect plan, and search for the perfect plan, like the perfect workout, and I'll do it for a couple of days, but I need new. I need freshness. I need spice in my workout, and I don't know what it is, but I guess it's become a part of my family because my wife is also very much about the new. And any time Jaclyn Hill on YouTube this girl, anytime she like demos a makeup product, you better believe it is a matter of days until that is in my home. My wife loves makeup. She loves it. She has just palettes upon palettes of stuff. Like she's got like the MAC palette. She's got the Tartlet Pro palette. She's got Tartlet in Bloom palette. She's got Tartlet Wilted palette, like And here's the thing: like all of these palettes, to me, look the exact. They're like they're all the same color. Like, like makeup industries have got us duped. And she'll come up to me, like we'll get ready to go on a date, and she'll like see something on YouTube, and she'll run out and grab it, and she'll come back and she'll do her eyes. If that's seriously, that's the only thing I noticed different about makeup. And she's like, babe, babe, what do you think about this color, babe? Babe, do you like? You notice the shit, it's not forest green, it's, it's light greener, it's a, light, it's a little lighter. And I'm just like, babe, it looks amazing. And I've got no idea what is different. But it's always about the eyes. I've like narrowed it down to like the eyes change enough, I guess. But no lie, no lie. On Monday, she, co- she comes to me and she's like, babe, I went to Park Meadows and I went to the Mac store and I'm like, God, my credit card, no. Like, No, but she was so pumped. No lie. No lie. This is what it was. She's like, babe, check this out. I got this lip thing or whatever. I got this foundation thing, whatever. But look at this. And it was Mac's newest bottle of water. I'm not kidding. It's like this mineral water that you like spray and it's like $75 and it is half the size of that. It is. And she's like, look at this water mac water it's new and i'm just like oh my gosh like but new we love new love new new workouts new makeup whatever we love new and so when we were coming into this series when we were coming into this series his i was like god what can i contribute to this that is new what can i bring to the table that's new what, what can I do? What's a new angle on a story in the Bible that nobody's ever seen before? God, what is something new that I can bring to the table? What, what's a new lesson? What's a new uh, just something from your word? Give me something new. Show me something new about you. And uh, the, the first week that we started this off, Jess kicked us off and she talked about God's kingdom. And how everything we do, we need to put God's kingdom first. And the only way we will find true satisfaction in life is by pursuing his kingdom and not our kingdom. And then last week, Doug talked about God's glory and how God is worthy of all fame and all glory. And we live in a culture that craves glory and craves fame but God is all about his glory and God deserves all the glory and so I'm like God these two these last two messages have been incredible give me something new to bring to the table and I swear I like as I'm praying and I'm reading my Bible and I'm looking through I'm like God give me something new this is what I feel like from the bottom of my heart God gave me are you ready this is what I feel like he gave me nothing nothing Nothing, like nothing. And I was like, God, you're you're killing my vibe here. Like, I'm on new workouts. My wife's got new makeup. Like, I need something new. Like, new is the season of new. Give me something new. But I swear in my heart, this is what I felt like God said to me He said, Hey, nothing new. Nothing new for Thursday. You don't need anything new for Thursday. This is what you need to do. Remind people, remind people that I'm worthy remind people nothing new remember remind people that I'm worthy so tonight nothing new nothing you haven't heard before nothing new but we're just going to come and we're going to remember what we already know and we're going to stir up our hearts and we're going to stir ourselves up and we're going to look on God and we're just going to think about how worthy he is that's all we're going to do and sometimes we honestly don't need anything new Sometimes all we need is a reminder, because sometimes we can get so focused on the new. We can get so focused on, God, what's the next season of my life? God, what's this next thing? God, what are you doing next? What's a new word? God, what's a new worship song? God, when's my spouse coming? God, when, when is new? And we can get so caught up in the new that we miss what is happening in the now. And we then get unappreciative of what happened then. When God has been faithful to us from day one. And so tonight, we're going to do what I honestly believe can sometimes be one of the healthiest practices for your soul. And it's not to learn anything new, although there is a time and a place for new. There are a time and a place for a new calling, a new season. But sometimes, one of the healthiest things a person can do for their soul is just to remember how faithful God has been to just sit back in awe of who he is and remember how good God is and how worthy he is. And so tonight, we're just going to sit back and we're going to marvel at God. And so my mission tonight, my goal for tonight is this. I'm stealing it from 2 Peter verse 1, 12 through 12-13. And this is what it says. Therefore, I intended always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them, and are established in the truth that you have, I think it right, though, as long as I'm in this body, and Peter, when he said this, was about to die, so got to keep me safe, okay? Um, I think it right, though, as long as I'm in this body, to stir you up by way of what? Reminder. I'm going to stir you up by way of reminder. The Apostle Peter, he's writing to these churches, and this letter would get circulated all throughout Asia Minor. But he's saying, hey, guys, you don't really need anything new. You got everything that you need. What you do need to do, though, is remember what you already know and then stir yourself up because it's good. What you already know is good. Stir yourself up with what you already know and remember. And for those of you that get a little nervous when we talk about being stirred up in church, maybe getting a little rowdy in church, I just want to let you know that that 2 Peter 1, 12 through 13 was the ESV translation. So that is word for word. So you can just deal with that. Um, No, but tonight, honestly, honestly, I passionately, I passionately believe that the most effective thing we can do tonight as we join together is to remind ourselves and stir ourselves up about how awesome and how worthy our Jesus is. And so my title tonight is simply this, Worthy is the Lord. Worthy is the Lord. Worthy, for whatever reason, for the past couple weeks I can't shake this word worthy. Whenever I pray, whenever I praise, whenever I read my Bible if I see it it just pops off the page worthy. Like worthy worth derived from worth like worth value. Worthy is the Lord. And so I started doing some research about this, like when it shows up in the Bible about like what happens when we focus on God and specifically focus on God's worthiness. And and the main uh, chunk of scripture that we're going to glean from tonight is going to be in Revelation chapter 4. And I know when we go to the book Revelation, um, it can be a little intimidating. Uh, The book of Revelation is a vision that was given to a guy named John on an island and Basically, what it is, is he is seeing the future. He's seeing a bunch of things that are going to happen. He sees heaven. He sees God. He sees a bunch of weird creatures. Um, he, and, and John, even John like isn't 100% sure what he's seeing because he'll say things like, I saw something like this. Like I saw something kind of like an eagle. I saw something like a lion, but it was covered in eyeballs. And like here's the thing, if you don't understand 100% of what's going on, that's probably a good thing. Like if you read all the revelation like I got it, like I know what it is saying, like we got prayer after service for you, but I just wanted to I wanted to set the table and kind of let you know what's happening here. Revelation chapter 4. God has given John this revelation and he he enters into uh, the throne room of heaven itself, the throne room of God Almighty. He sees it. And that, that's, we're going to read the whole chapter, John or, uh, Revelation chapter 4 tonight. And this is what it is. He says, Then I looked, and, oh, a door opened into heaven, a trumpet voice, the first voice in my vision that called out, Ascend and enter, and I'll show you what happens next. I love this. I was caught up at once in deep worship, and oh, a throne set in heaven with one seated on the throne, suffused in gems, hues and amber flames with nimbus of emerald. I always think of Nimbus 2000 or whatever when I read that, but whatever, Harry Potter reference. No, but God is infused in these. I knew I shouldn't have said that. We're focusing on God. Okay. God is sitting on his throne and and these hues that look like diamonds and jewelry is like shining all around him, okay? And they're uh, circled around the throne are 24 thrones that are circled, 24 elders seated, white robed, gold crowned with lightning flashing and thunder clashing and pulse from the throne. Seven fire blazing torches fronted the throne and these are the sevenfold spirits of God before the throne. It was like a clear crystal sea, now prowling around the throne were four animals, all eyes, eyes to look ahead, eyes to look behind. The first animal was like a lion, the second like an ox, the third had a human face, the fourth uh, like an eagle in flight. The four animals were winged, each with six wings. They all were eyes, seeing all and within, seeing around and within, and they chanted night and day, never taking a break, holy, holy. Holy, holy is God our master, sovereign and strong, the was, the is, and the coming. And every time the animals gave glory and honor and thanks to the one who was seated on the throne, the age after age, living one, the 24 elders would fall on their face, prostrate before the one seated on the throne. They worshiped the age after age, living one. They threw their crowns at the foot of the throne, and they chanted, Worthy. Oh, Master, yes, our God, worthy, take the glory, take the honor, take the power. You created it all. It was created because you wanted it. Imagine this. John, he sees the throne of God, and what he sees are these eyeball animal creatures kind of prowling around the throne and their gut instinct is to say holy, holy, holy when they're around God like the thing that they mutter is holy and when they do that these elders, these 24 elders and there's a bunch of theories on who these people are but that's not important for tonight these elders, they have these crowns and they throw them at at the foot of God's throne and they say worthy, worthy God And this is what's so awesome. This is even happening like right now as I speak. God is on his throne. And there are these creatures prowling around chanting, holy God, holy God, holy God. And there are these elders constantly bowing down saying, worthy God, worthy God, worthy God, take it all, all power, all honor, all glory belongs to you. You made everything and everything exists simply because you want it to. Worthy. These elders in his presence, just, just worthy. And like how worthy is a God, for real, that things exist simply because he wants them to? Like not out of lack, not out of need, not out of incompletion, but out of loving desire. God wills it to happen, and it does. And this is what I thought. I was looking at this, and I was reading this, and I really get... I don't know why I love when people see God or they see Jesus. I love like studying their reactions and like what they say. And a lot of people think they're about to die, so they like fall down dead. But like I love, I love what I love what happens here because I was thinking of all the words that these creatures, these angels, could have said, and of all the words that these uh, these elders could have said. They could have said, "God, you're loving." Loving God, loving, loving, and that would be true because that's who he is. And they could have said, forgiving. God, you are forgiving. You are forgiving. You are the forgiving God, and that would be true. But in God's presence, like face to face with God, the only thing their heart could seem to muster is holy, 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 and then I love what the elders say, worthy, worth it, value, worthy are you God of all power, all honor, all glory to you and to you alone. And so like any good preacher, when we're talking about a word worthy, we got to go to the dictionary, right? Like the dictionary definition of this word is this. And so because it's 2017, I didn't go to a dictionary, I googled it, And this is what Google had to say about worthy. It says, having or showing the qualities or abilities that merit recognition. I love that. It merits recognition in a specific way. Worthy, having qualities and abilities that merit recognition in a specified way. And after seeing this definition, I started thinking to myself, like, what are some things that are worthy in my life? What are some things that, I, that, that are worthy? Like, because there are good things, there are God things that are worthy of our time and they're worthy of our talents and our efforts. Like, what is worthy in my life? And I started thinking about family and friendships. I started thinking about my family and my friends. My family and my friends are worthy. They've got qualities that they possess that are worthy to be recognized. I love them with all of my heart and they're worthy to be invested into. That's a good investment. They're worthy. I started thinking about reading my Bible Uh, reading my Bible and getting God's word in my heart, like that's worthy of my time. Uh, That's a good investment, getting God's word in my heart, knowing, learning how to think the way that God thinks, learning how to say yes to the things God says yes to, and no to the things God says no to, and becoming more in the image of Christ. That's a worthy endeavor, and I even started thinking about working out, even though I can't stick with one. Like working out, that's worthy. The Bible talks about You know, being a good steward of your body, unfortunately, it talks about that, and so we have to do that. That's worthy. That's a worthy endeavor, but I started thinking, like, what what is, like, the most worthy thing that I, like, physically can relate this to right now? Like, because for me, I almost need to, like, do something. I'm a very experiential learner, and so I need to, like, to understand worthiness for me. I need to, like, know of something that I can interact with that's worthy and honestly the greatest example I could think of was this. This is my wedding ring and I put this on my finger every morning and it serves to remind me that I am the luckiest human being in the entire world because I married the most incredible woman ever. My wedding ring, it serves as a reminder that my wife is worthy She's worthy of recognition in a very specified way. And I started thinking, my wife is probably the, she's the most worthy person in my life right now. My marriage, my relationship with her is worthy of time and attention. And so I started to think, how do I recognize her worth? How do I recognize my worth? And this, and this is what I thought of. Every time I put on this ring, I recognize her worth by saying from this day forward, I give my life to serving you and you alone and building you up. From this day forward, all of my love, all of my emotion, all of my affections are for you and for you alone. From this day forward, I choose to see you as the most beautiful woman walking on the face of this earth. From this day forward, I will be faithful to you. I will never cheat on you. I will never leave you. I don't care how hard it gets. I don't care how low things are. I don't care how high things are I will be with you until death do us part and beyond because I am for you and I am not going anywhere I look at this ring and it reminds me that from this day forward I will invest all of my time talents and treasures into your dreams and we're going to chase God together my wife is worthy of that in my life and she is the only person that gets that from me and if my wife who is amazing and is incredible, and is my best friend, and is the most beautiful person in the world, if my wife is worthy of my undying devotion, as a flawed person, she is a flawed person, and I am a flawed person, but if my wife is that worthy of my devotion, how worthy is a perfect God that everything exists literally because he wants it to. Like, I wish that could happen. I'd be like, Big Mac, ding, like, exist. <laughs> How worthy is a God that things come to existence because he wants them to? That when people see him face-to-face, their only reaction is worthy. Like, they, they don't know what else to say. Worthy. Worthy. Oh, my gosh, you're worthy of everything. Like, all honor, all glory, all power. God, you are worthy. When people see him, this recognition that he deserves They just say, God, you are God alone. You are eternal, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You have never once needed to uh, be created. You You have been there from the beginning. They say, God, you deserve all the honor, all the glory, all the power. God, you created everything. And literally, things exist because you told them to. Nothing just happens into existence. God spoke things into existence. God, you are worthy. And I love when, they, when the elders, they say, all the honor. Like, think about literally all the honor. Like, think of all the people that we honor, like, in our day. Like, the Bible says, honor our parents. You know, like, I, I don't know, think of like a role model that you look up to and you, like, God literally deserves all of the honor with zero left to spare. All of it. It says, God, you are worthy of all the power, like all the strength, all the leadership, like all the miracle-doing ability. Like, God, you are worthy of all of that. And like Doug talked about last week, God, you are worthy of all the glory, like all fame. Like every Snapchat, every Instagram picture should be about God and how awesome he is. And you know what the Bible says? You know what you know what happens when you get into God's presence. Your gut reaction is to think that way, because you've never been in contact with something that purely amazing. And so every single ounce of glory we have the ability to give, He deserves that. Like, and not out of like a guilt thing. I'm saying like he, that. Like that is who He He is. Worth all of that. It is amazing. But then it got me thinking, like, if God is so good, if God is so good and he is so holy and he is so worthy that when these angels and when these elders encounter him and they cast their crowns and they see him and they get caught up saying, worthy God, worthy God, worthy value do you have, like, amazing what is our response to a God that incredible? Like, what do we as people, what is, possible, what is an appropriate response to a God that amazing, to a God that is that good? And if you remember the point of tonight, the point of tonight is simply this, remind ourselves that God is God alone, that he is worthy of all honor, all glory, all power. What is the response of our heart? what is the response of a heart to a god who is so worthy of everything and band you guys can come up for real this is the real band call I forgot to do the fake one <laughs> what is our response to a god that is so worthy in revelation 4 when john enters the throne room and he looks and he sees these vision of angels and elders and he sees god enthroned in his glory He hears the songs of heaven being sung. He just he walks into this moment with God. Like I'm just trying to picture, like looking up and seeing God and seeing these these thrones encircling like a throne, and people constantly bowing. It says never ceasing. What is the response? Revelation chapter four. Verse 2, I love this. This was John's response. It says, I was caught up at once in deep worship. I was caught up at once in deep worship at the worth of our God. And our response to God as we come together tonight as a community to remember that he is worthy. That he alone is worthy. Our response, the only fathomable response is praise, is worship, is to join in the song of heaven and say, God, you're worthy. Our response to a God who is so infinitely worthy is heartfelt praise. Day and night, day and night, these angels are in God's presence. And it says, never taking a break. I love that never taking a break like because sometimes I know like me and my friends used to joke around and be like man I love worship but I hope that heaven has a little bit more going on than worship because I don't know if I could sing that long like my voice would get hoarse or like there's so many other awesome things like the streets are gold like Denver can't even make a street that's paved right like nonetheless like the streets are gold and there's like layers of jewels. Like I just maybe, I kind of want to look around if I'm being honest. Like I hope we don't have to praise the entire time. But from all we know, the, the, the only references we get of the throne room is that for all we know, these creatures have been in God's presence from the beginning. And these elders have been in God's presence from the beginning. And it says never ceasing, never growing old, never getting boring, never needing some type of new stimulus. They cry, holy, 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 and worthy are you God. Day and night, they chant, never ceasing, worthy, oh master. Yes, our God, take the glory, take the honor, take the power. You created everything, and because you wanted it, everything exists. And my prayer tonight, this is my, my simple, heartfelt prayer tonight, is that we can come together. And our response to a worthy God is to join in the songs of heaven. That we can take a night and not push anything new not learn anything new about God, which is awesome, but we can just take a night and remember how worthy our God is, and that we can respond as a community. The only way that all of creation knows how to respond, and that is when I saw him, I fell into deep worship. Our response to God's worthiness is pure, deep, affectionate worship. But before we jump into worship, I felt so strongly that I do this. I felt it appropriate to build you up, to encourage you, to remind not just your head, but your heart and your soul how worthy our God is of praise. Because here's the reality. Here's the reality. We walk in with baggage, right? Every single one of us walks in with baggage. And unfortunately, there is an opportunity tonight for you to come in here and to enter into the presence of God Almighty and to hear songs and to hear a message about how worthy God is. And you stand to your feet and you watch the band play a couple songs and you see some lyrics pass on the stage. There's an opportunity for you to just kind of go through the motions. But I felt passionately in my heart to stir you guys up, to stir up your affection for Jesus, to stir up your affection, your emotion for Jesus, to go back to what it talked about in 2 Peter 1.13, where it says, I think it right, I think it proper, I think it correct, as long as I'm standing here on this stage to stir you up by way of remembering how worthy our God is, because we're going to praise and we already know around the throne room of heaven, there are angels and there are elders that sing, Worthy is the Lord Almighty. Take everything because you created everything. It is all for you. We're going to praise. But, there, but, but, but 2 Peter says, stir yourself up. Stir up your emotions. And so this is what we're going to do. This is an emotional hype. This is not emotional hype. This is reminding our soul, not our head, not not our problem. This reminds our soul of how good our God is. We're going to stir ourselves up and remember how good our God is. Could I have everybody stand to their feet? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to stir ourselves up for the Lord. I'm going to. I went through and preparing for this. I opened God's Word. And I just started looking through all the times throughout all of creation and all of history our God has been faithful. And it says stir yourself up by remembering. You don't need anything new right now. You just need to remember what's already happened. And so all we're going to do is we're going to crack open the Bible and we're going to brag on God. That's all we're going to do. We're going to brag on God for the next couple of minutes and then we're going to praise him. We're going to stir up our spirits. We're going to stir up our heart. Are you ready? however you want to respond, however you feel is appropriate. There's no pressure to react a certain way, but I just want you to let this penetrate your soul. Get past whatever you walked in with tonight, and just look at Jesus. Look at how amazing Jesus is, and focus in on him. Let's get stirred up. Genesis 1. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God That is enough. In the beginning, before anything was, God was. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God existed. He was before anything and everything and that means that there is nothing that has happened, will happen, or is happening that He is unaware of in your life. Our God is eternal. He is forever. He is omnipresent and He is here in this moment. He was at the beginning and He is already at the end. Our God was and for that, He is worthy of our praise. Create Genesis tells us that with a word God spoke the galaxies into existence with a word God said "Seas, these are your limits oceans this is where you stop and the same God that spoke our stars into existence speaks life into your situation the same God that spoke creation into existence will speak life and will speak peace and will speak healing to where you are today Exodus Exodus tells us that God had a chosen holy people that were enslaved and God performed miracle after miracle and God parted the Red Sea and He delivered His people and our God is a deliverer and He will deliver you today. It doesn't matter what you're walking through, our God is faithful and He is a deliverer. In Leviticus and in Numbers, it talks about the sacrificial system. And what that is doing, it is pointing to a greater sacrifice that is to come. It is pointing to the fulfillment of the law that is Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, that we have a Savior that is the ultimate sacrifice. In Joshua, in Samuel, in Kings, and in Chronicles, God is the one true king and the conqueror for his people. And I want to let you know tonight that there is absolutely nothing you are facing that God has not gone before you and conquered ahead of you. Our God is faithful and He is worthy of our praise. Psalms, let us know that our God is a shepherd and He we will not want, He will lead us. He will guide us besides sure pastors. Our, our cup will overflow in the presence of our enemies. How worthy is the God that walks beside of us step by step, day by day. How worthy of our praise. Isaiah tells us, that not one word that our God speaks returns void, but it accomplishes everything that it is set out to accomplish. How worthy of praise is a God that we can bank on every word he says to be fulfilled and to come in his timing. How amazing is our God, the prophets, all minor and major prophets prophesied that one day, one day a suffering servant Messiah would come. That one day a Savior of the world would come and on that day in the perfect timing, Jesus Christ was born of a virgin into our world. He walked on the earth. He healed the sick. He lifted the head of the broken. How amazing is it that our God comes to save. He comes to rescue. He comes to save His people. And if He came then, He will pursue you right now. our God, our Jesus, took the weight of our sin and our shame, and he bore it on the tree, and he died so that you and I may have eternal life, and God Almighty, how worthy is a God that would die for his people, but guess what, the story doesn't end there. Because three days later, Mary came to the tomb and saw that the stone was rolled away and there were two angels sitting on it and they said, why do you look for the living among the dead? Our God is not dead. He is alive and he holds the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And our God, he is worthy of our praise. Our God is worthy of our praise. Jesus, we love you. We love you and we stand in awe before you stir up our hearts and we stir up our affections for you because if there's anybody we can get affectionate about it is our Jesus and God we join in the choirs of heaven and we sing holy are you God and worthy are you God thank you that we get to praise you it's in your name we pray amen